All right, so here we are with group two to discuss this week's podcast topic of has the sports media uh, overblown the their coverage of the college football season and being played in the era of this COVID pandemic. It's uh, just said a little context. Uh, going all the way back to July is kind of when this discussion took off with the Big Ten and the Pac-12 canceling their seasons originally. Uh, the other big three conferences, the SEC, Big 12, and ACC, all said that they were going to play. Uh, we had full cancellation of the uh, some of the Division II leagues as well as the Ivy League is not playing. Um, and at this point in November, the Big Ten and the Pac-12 have resumed their seasons. Um, so uh, opinions have been varied across that time spectrum, but uh, let's get into it. Uh, so Dana, what do you think? How has the sports coverage been on this topic? I think the sports coverage has been kind of, it's sort of like the virus itself, meaning it's kind of been all over the place and there's some times where it, it's kind of dominated the story from the standpoint of should be, is it responsible to go out and play as opposed to just canceling the season. And I think the reason we see the fluctuation is as a people, as a country, we're, we're divided about what to do and how to behave in, in this new normal. So the media coverage has reflected that. So as you mentioned earlier, the, the media talked about the cancellation of leagues. And I remember how, is, is interesting, but, you know, the, the traditional Southern leagues decided they wanted to play. The Northern leagues decided they didn't want to play. And you could see the kind of, well, the question went from, is it safe to play to, is there going to be a legitimate champion this year? Because Ohio State's not in it, Penn State's not in it. So you find that the, com the coverage fluctuates frequently between the health and safety of the players and coaches and officials versus what's happening on the field and, what's going to mean for the quality of the game and explaining away why things are a little bit irregular. So it's, it's kind of been all over the place. Yeah, I, I agree with you, Dana. It's, um, that's why I struggled a little bit because it's hard to think about this as um, if the, if the question is, do they overplay it or do they overreact to it? I, 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 I like generally speaking, I don't feel like they have only because I, if you think about, you know, this is something that, you know, it's got a fan base that spans millions of people across this country and brings in billions of dollars, you know, to universities and, and to TV networks. So it's a, it's a pretty, obviously a pretty big issue. And so I think, you know, the coverage, I think was, was weighted in my view, sort of appropriately. But I think what I found interesting going back and looking at it, as Eric took us through the timeline, it's, it was really interesting to see really more of the positioning and the agenda um, from my perspective. You had, you know, you had pundits and, and um, talking heads and columnists obviously all having opinion around it. And, and I thought some of it was interesting if, when I looked at the tone of it, um, some of it kind of fell across party lines, if you will. And, and, and you could argue that, that, that it was uh, partially, to some extent, was weaponized by, by both parties. Um, you know, the conservative media pundits um, supported the start of the season, and um, the more liberal pundits uh, 
were more conservative and, and, and supported the postponement of it. Um, I read a, there was a, I think it was a, oh, it was Clay, Clay, Tra Clay Travis of Fox Sports, right? Um, I'll kick coverage. And he's been pretty aggressive about, um, there you know, we should be playing. And he, he was very critical of Big Ten. Um, and then I found us, the New York, New York Times editorial board slammed the fact that college football uh, was even going to be considered in the fall. So it was interesting when you kind of look at it that way. And then the other thing that I thought was interesting is that I think geography played a factor in, in it as well. Right, I'm sitting in Atlanta, which is SEC country, and I think, generally speaking, the media was very bullish on starting the season and, and playing college football and critical when the Big Ten, you know, decided to postpone. What I don't see right now is um, – a lot of apologizing by some of the pundits now that there's been, you know, COVID outbreaks um, in the SEC and the ACC. And, you know, there's been these games now that have been um, postponed in the SEC. So it's, it's just really interesting to follow it and see how the tone has, has sort of shaped and, and shifted uh, as this thing has played itself out. And if we kind of jump back. I'm sorry, go ahead, Eric. Yeah, Ben, you kind of hit on a kind of an interesting point, too, is the whole dollars and cents and how this plays into it. There's certainly, you know, billions easily on the line for these colleges and universities that kind of help fund, you know, not just the college football, but certainly a lot of the Olympic sports and all the other sports. Um, they're obviously one of the biggest draws next to basketball. But, you know, there's also huge dollars and cents for the media itself in covering this and the amount of job losses that they're suffering. So um, you, you, you almost have to wonder, I mean, certainly there's a bit of a self-serving agenda there to kind of push for play of these leagues, knowing that the revenue is not just going to the colleges, but certainly to these media conglomerates as well. Um, I, so I think that's a really interesting point is, yes, talking about the dollars and cents. Um, but And then the other thing that you mentioned, I think it certainly plays into it is kind of, how siloed the media has come and how everybody falls into their left-right opinions um, on something that really shouldn't be political. I mean, it's the health of the nation. It's the health of the country, um, health of these college athletes, health of the fans, you know, sporting staffs, the support staffs, the whole bit. Um, so, so to me, I, I, it, it, it's really kind of tough to draw, you know, were they tough enough? Were they not? I don't know. Dana, what were you going to say? I was going to say, I think the other thing, too, is that a narrative that was being bounced around a lot, which was the fact that in the, re the COVID reality, people were looking for diversions and entertainment, and they were looking for sports to provide that entertainment as well. So what happens is, you know, because in our mind, if you think about it, going back to March, you know, we're back in our houses, everything is shut down. We don't know how long it's going to take until we can get back out, and we're wearing masks, and you know, the major leagues, professional sports teams were just shut down, but everyone kept saying, but as long as football comes back, it brings like a sense of normalcy back to the nation, back to the, the people. So when those schools decided not to play, it kind of rocked people like, oh my God, this is going to be here for a minute. So then when some schools were like, no, we're going to go and we're going to play, it kind of reinforced people, it'll be okay. You know, there'll be something coming forward. In addition to the fact that dollars and cents wise, 
you know, the ratings were needed, you know, those advertising dollars have been spent and they needed them to come back in in order to not have to, you know, pay that out for, for not having a product. But then also you have to look at it from the standpoint of the competitive advantage. So some places, you know, for example, in Florida, University of Florida played Texas A&M, because Texas was one of the states that was more liberal about how they were going to pursue their, their, their protocol. They had a packed stadium as opposed to in Florida, they had, a, they had restrictions. So then the head coach of Florida said, well, I want the swamp packed when we come back. And then when they go back, you see there was an outbreak there. So it just, it, it, again, it just kind of shows that it was just, it seems like sports has kind of taken on the struggle for normalcy that we in society have been trying to fight since everything started in March. Yeah, you know, you guys have reminded me that 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 whole idea of, you know, we went so long, many months over the the summer of not having sports, right? And and how, you know, and how um, what hungry we were for. Yeah, exactly. And so, you know, I, I hadn't thought about that and and how that impacted really kind of how media has almost needed to jump on it because, you know, and, and, and needed, you know, it was a symbiotic sort of relationship, right? You need one, we, they both needed each other and, and, and then you throw in the fans and, and I think that, so I think, you know, there was no doubt that everybody, I guess, wanted the sport to, to be able to happen. Um, but it's just interesting how the different angles were taken by um, by different media, and um, but it yeah. certainly gave them gave them something to talk about. Yeah, and you know it's interesting because I feel like you know when you talk about football having and Dana, you definitely touched on this having that special place, and the media plays into this. You know how football is kind of like the be all end all. So, you know, you have the NBA, you know, successfully playing their – getting through their playoffs. You have the NHL successfully getting through their playoffs. And, this, and those sports media is giving them high praise for this, you know, hardly an incident. Um, baseball gets their, you know, shortened season in, you know, gets blasted for, you know, when the Marlins and the Cardinals had their big outbreaks. The media, you know, tore into those two franchises, but not the organization as a whole, right? It was all culpable on the players and on those two specific franchises. And so where now you see this reporting isn't necessarily like you take Nick Saban getting sick. You know, he's, there isn't this whole investigatory, well, what was Nick Saban doing that, you know, he got it caught? Did he put his players at risk, you know? Because there's still kind of that Nick Saban at the pantheon of it's football and it's Nick Saban at the top of college football. So he's not really getting the criticism of, you know, maybe being careless. Um, so I, I think that, Danny, you really hit on an important point where football really is kind of treated on a different level than all the other sports and how hungry the nation was to have it back. And I think also with sports, you know, and, and kind of following, building on that a little bit, one of the unique aspects of sports is that in terms of the news timeline, it kind of gets like, it, it can kind of be like its own little world. It's like its own little reality. And I think, you know, that like when you look at, for example, sports, right? A lot of times we use it as diversion. We use it as like a getaway. So we get so caught up in that. Sometimes even things like COVID, you know, we like 
it doesn't quite penetrate as, as fully as you would think it would. And I think the unique thing with college football was, listen, if we're being honest, we all knew the NFL was going to play. There was no way they were not going to play. But with college, it was almost like, are they playing? Are they not playing? Oh, my goodness, Big Ten's not playing. Clemson's in. So it kind of had its own drama that kept things going and kept it fresh. Pac-10 is out. Okay, maybe they're back in. No, they're out. No, no, now they're in. They're going to go. And it was it was just exciting. And it just was one of those things where, you know, but then you also have, the, you have to look at the dynamic of it and the players are not paid, but yet they're being, but I think another thing we didn't even touch on, and I know our podcast is only a couple of minutes, but even the coverage of the student athletes who decided I'm not playing this year because it's a shortened season. I don't want to get sick. I know I've got draft. I've got, I'm going to be a top, you know, top 10 pick, a second round pick. How many people just decided I'm not going to play? And then yeah, the ramifications of Right. And then also the ramifications of people who decide, you know what, I am going to play, but I'm going to redshirt this year and sit out and then wait for next year and how it's going to affect recruiting. I mean, this is really, this is going to be the, the gift that keeps on giving in terms of news feeds because this, the re- impacts that's going to be felt for the next couple of years in college football. Yeah. You know, you just, you, I was, as I was listening to you guys talk, you know, one of the things I just wondered is, you know, how much of a role did the media coverage play in terms of pressuring the Big Ten to go back and play football, right? Because um, there's all sorts of – there were all sorts of forces, and, you know, and of course, certainly the Big Ten wanted to play football, but, but you wonder – because that, 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 you know, the criticism that came from media – and from media coverage, when the Big Ten president announced that they were going to, the commissioner announced that they were not going to play football this fall, you wonder how that buildup ultimately played a role in them circling back and, and coming back to shorten season. Yeah, that's really interesting, too, because even within the context of just the Big Ten, you've got, you know, one lone school in Nebraska that you know, was still trying to play even when the, you know, conference said no. And, you know, how did the media hyping, you know, kind of just, you know, outside school ultimately affect the decision? You know, it's a tough, um, tough thing to quantify. But um, all right. So question is, did the media overreact? Closing thoughts, Dana. I think there were times where they did overreact. And I think there's times that they underreacted and there are times they had the proper balance. I guess it just depends where in the timeline you are and, and what they were focusing on. But I think, again, they were kind of all over and they, they did a bit of both. Yeah. And, and I, and, and my, from my perspective, I guess I, if I, if I have to say whether they did or didn't, I would say that they didn't just because like, a, like, I think we all agree this was a topic that is credible interest and, in, touches so many different constituents and stakeholders and was tied to billions of dollars and, and, and especially where we are from a COVID perspective, from a human psyche perspective, the, the, the need that, that fans uh, had for having some normalcy. Uh, I, I think it was a story that was, was, was appropriately covered um, but I always just found what interesting was is the different angles that, that the media took on it. Yeah, I think you guys summed it up pretty well. Um, I, th- I think it was almost impossible for them not to re-react from an overall coverage standpoint. Um, 
I think that at times they haven't been as critical as they should have been. Um, and especially in seeing how the season has started to unwind with cancel, you know, cancellation just about every week from, you know, the tiniest max schools and smaller conferences all the way up to the big conferences, you know, we're having cancellations every week. I think I just read seven cancellations this week. So I think that there's, you know, criticism to be handed out in the way things have been handled. Um, certainly the outbreaks were never fully going to be stopped. Um, and, and, and to Dana's one last point, I think the one aspect that hasn't really been covered a ton is the protection of these quote unquote student athletes. If these guys aren't going to be paid or their compensation is only going to be in getting the education, you know, ultimately maybe the decision needed to be taken out of their hands um, overall. So uh, that's it for this week. Uh, we'll be back next week with a new topic. Thanks, guys. Thanks, everyone. Appreciate it.